City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication. Today I am talking to Karen Calder. Karen is the Chief Financial Officer for the City of Hartsville. Karen, welcome. Hi, thank you, Russell. Um, so we are going to be talking today about the Neptune Island Water Park in Hartsville, which has won the city a Municipal Association Achievement Award before. But this win, the win for the 2021 awards, is specifically for Hartsville's Youth Professional Development Initiative this is something that came about, as I understand, when the city found that uh, the water park had become one of the area's largest employers of high school and college-age employees. So the city aimed to use this resource to, to bolster Hartsville's local workforce. So, Karen, to that point, can you talk to us about how Hartsville's experiences operating Neptune Island have led the city to pursue this initiative? Yes. So after we went to um, the water park conference, so when we decided to build the water park, Natalie Ziegler, our previous city manager, let me know when I started that I was also going to build a water park. And so I really started from the ground up. When we started doing all of that and going to water park conferences and putting the staffing numbers together, we realized that it was going to be a big undertaking to staff the park. And as we headed into season one, we did use a local staffing agency to staff the park because we didn't have the resources available at that point. After Mm -hmm. the first season and building the relationships with our staff, learning about them, seeing the ages that were coming in, we went back to the drawing board. We determined that it was time to bring the staffing in-house, do it the way, represent the city in the way that we want. And from there, really going into season two, we started to develop our youth and turn it into internship programs and leadership teams. We hire about 200 staff locally. We haven't really found another company local that hires that many youth of the area. So we wanted to do the most with that since we had that opportunity. So planning and developing this program and what all goes into this professional development initiative, can you talk about all of that, what it is, and how you have gone about creating it? Sure. So one part of this that we work a lot on is the research behind it. So we start our recruitment process for our staff in the January timeframe. In the off months of September through December, we develop our strategy for recruitment. Pre-COVID, one thing that we did that was really helpful is that we were actually able to go into the schools um, around the area and we would go speak with classes and actually present on resume building. One thing, too, that we started doing at our at our job fairs is that we would have the interviews on site, and we would be able to talk through it with them. One thing that we did really fun in this season we just finished up is that we did a big push on TikTok, and um, it was Mm -hmm. really fun. I got to pick out outfits for interviews, and I did flat lays of different outfits of what to wear. We gave um, kids a tip, our youth, 
tips on how to interview, to be confident. Uh, it was really fun leading up to the job fairs. We actually had staff uh, from previous summers that did TikToks for us. So, and they wanted to be in it and they talked about the reasons to work at the water park. It was really fun. And one thing that we really have done is uh, leadership initiatives. So we do training um, in the spring leading up to the water park opening. When we do that, we have our staff that have been recognized from the previous seasons that we have noted to be potential for leadership roles. They are the ones actually conducting the leadership trainings. So that mm -hmm. has been really productive for us. They are building those leadership skills in high school, and it really boosts their confidence. One thing, too, is I personally like to stand back and watch these people lead. So you have high schoolers leading other high schoolers, and it's really interesting to walk them through that. What does it look like? Your peers now are reporting to you. Seeing those types of things develop in the youth and working with them throughout the summer to see the growth from the beginning to end is really important for us. Also, they started leadership meetings in the morning to kick off for our leadership positions, and that is so good. They talk about where they've been struggling, what are their focuses of the day, and the morale. I was out there yesterday walking the park. I do that fairly often throughout the week, and I saw friendship building, and it was something really new this year, seeing the friendships develop between the staff, um, the lasting memories of it all, along with the youth development we we never thought it was going to be this. Now, one thing I remember from the award presentation is that the the city learned from companies that are known for their customer service. That's true. One thing that our general manager did in the spring, and she went along with our finance intern, is they actually reached out to a Chick-fil-A contact that we have, and they went on-site in Florence, to the Chick-fil-A, had a chance to sit with him and pick his brain on what do they do for customer service, what do they see as successful, where do they have their struggles, and we really found across the board we have similar issues. I, you know, it's just the customer service industry, the hospitality industry. It was very helpful. It was great for them when they went because a lot of the things that we had instituted uh, we did a lot of research for their um, – we found their training books online, their handbooks. We used those as resources to model it uh, for what we did at the water park. But it was rewarding for them when they went to see that we already had a lot of things in place that they're doing as well. We have done much research. I would say going to the water park conferences is really helpful too. One water park conference we went to was actually at Disney. So to be able to see that in person and how it works, and we usually pick up a few tricks and trades uh, you know, of it when we go to each of these conferences and we work with the other parks. There are many pages out there, too, on social media platforms, groups that we're joined that we're able to go through and learn about what other parks are doing and how they're successful. In, in terms of, of customer service, I, I know the need at Neptune Island is pretty significant for customer service. How many people are coming through Neptune Island every, every day and every season now? Yes, yeah, so we, this year and last year was definitely slower because of COVID and we were, mm -hmm. we limited our capacity. So this year we did go back to 100% capacity. Um, we did, um, you know, we still do social distancing, we clean, disinfect, all this type of things to make sure that we're safe. Right now, we're back to seeing our pre-COVID numbers 
where we're averaging over a thousand a day. One big difference this year too is that we used to be maximum capacity on Saturday and Sunday. It is almost guaranteed on at least Saturdays. Most Sundays we are going to be max capacity. I'm, we have even mm-hmm. seen max capacity numbers which we we can turn on a Saturday over 2,000 people. It's it's a lot of people. We mm-hmm. have to tell people to come early. Usually they're lining up in the parking lot before we open. Post-COVID has been very successful, extremely busy. We are facing the supply shortages across the board, just like most restaurants for food and beverage, even down to chlorine mm-hmm. for the pool. So we are mm-hmm. feeling it. The impact is real across the board with supply shortages, and it will be the most bizarre things like ketchup. We can't find ketchup for some reason, so you never know what you might be missing, but we have felt it. We're very thankful for all the support. We get a lot of people from mm-hmm. Columbia, Lexington area, which is really cool. We actually did some marketing over to the Charlotte, Monroe, North Carolina area and have gotten a lot of people from there, too. We have some Fayetteville, mm-hmm. Raleigh, Laurenburg, North Carolina. It's, it's very interesting when we look back to see where everyone's came from. We've talked some about what this professional development initiative means for the operations of the Splash Pound itself, but part of this is for professional development for Hartsville. So can you talk some about both the um, the smaller scope and the larger scope of the results of this professional development program? Right. You, I think one of the great examples was included in the video, which would be Chastity Jones. She, I got it approved for the budget, so now she is my staff accountant. But she actually started in with season one. And like I noted earlier, you're really able to see um, throughout the summer who are your standouts for leadership roles. And mm-hmm. we realized early on that she was very special, a hard worker, had a lot of the qualities that we look for in an employee for the city of Hartsville. I didn't want to lose her to another city, to another place for an internship. And so we started turning our wheels, and that's when we started developing internships. Mm-hmm. I knew she had a focus on finance, so we created the finance internship role. And we you know, we were able to have her come back each summer, and now we were just able to hire her as the staff accountant for the city of Hartsville, which has been great. I'm very excited to have her on board. She's a great asset to the water park and now to the city. That's just one example. Mm-hmm. So while we hope that most do stay here, we're able to show them now. I have that example right in front of them, right, of what the city can do, what does the government do, municipalities and the professional experiences right here, that you can get these qualities by staying in town. And we hope that a lot of these youth, we have a lot of Coker students that work there as well, that they will continue to stay in Hartsville. We're able to get them to stay here in the summers. So we're hoping mm-hmm. that it would continue and go right back out to the community. And one other cool part is that even if they don't stay here, we've had kids that go on to do like an IBM internship and those things. Now we're on the resume. Uh, people might look up Neptune Island. They help to spread the word. They're at all different mm-hmm. universities across the nation. And it's one more way to get the name of Hartsville outside of it, outside of city limits. Gosh, this this covers a a lot of a lot of ground. So at this point, what's what's next for Neptune Island and and this program in the future? Yes. So each summer we do evolve across 
across the board. It may be a capital project that we're looking at, which we're always getting in the question of when is the next tower, what's the next attraction to add. So we always have those projects going on as well. And we take about a month to get the park closed down, and then around October and November is when we really sit in the room together and start brainstorming. One thing we've seen post-COVID, and it is because of staffing shortages and the strain that people felt from the from COVID is um, customer service and how do we equip our staff and empower them to provide the best customer service that we can because it is different since we came out. Places are a lot more crowded. People were ready to get out of their homes. And how do mm-hmm. we help them? How do we empower them? I just had a meeting this morning with HR about what customer service-oriented training can we do to make sure that we empower our staff and train them in the best way that we can. We're doing a big customer service initiative. We want to continue down that path. We talked about it. There are a few things at the water park that are top priority. Top priority is safety for us. We're known for our lifeguards, and we're so proud of what they do. We do not play around when it comes to safety. It is our top priority. Our next is our quality, our cleanliness, and our customer service across the board. Customer service is not just admissions. It is across the board with any person, any staff in that park. So it is our big push for next year. One thing we didn't get to do as much as we wanted was we were going to do a leadership like advisory board. We didn't have the opportunities this summer because of how crowded we've been. We've really been an all-hands-on-deck type situation. So we haven't been able to do some of those initiatives. Um, one thing that we did still get to do this summer, which is very important to us, is that we do employee break nights. And the staff really enjoy it. It's a time for them to wind down. They get to talk with management. They do pizza. They may go swimming. We do different events for them. We'll continue with that and hopefully do even more next year. So continue mm-hmm. on those same paths. And we're going to – we'll keep on figuring out what's the best way to get their attention. May it TikTok. I don't know what the next social media platform will be. But <laughs> how do we continue to reach out to them? And we're hopeful that the schools will be able to let us back in to do recruiting as well next year. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we say Neptune Island, Neptune Island, and we, we haven't even mentioned that at the city of Hartsville, Neptune Island is only one part of the sprawling uh, Byerly Park Recreation Complex, and so I would imagine some of that customer service focus goes into other areas of Parks and Rec as well. Oh, it does. And one thing that we really teamed up with um, Adam Bedard, he is our Parks and Rec Director, we have teamed up with him, and what we do for tournaments is because it's right there. So when the kids come to town and they will come for our baseball, softball tournament, they see the water park, and we actually team up with them. Uh, we work together, and uh, we give a ticket now for each kid that comes to play in the tournament. So then they head on over to the water park, and uh, they will bring their family along with them. And it's, it's been a great advertisement, a great selling piece, too, for Adam as he heads out to recruit tournaments. We work together very closely with them, even down to needing some fries and hamburgers on the weekend when we run out. We work very closely. Like I said, the customer service initiative is across the board at Byerly Park and throughout the city. It's very important to us. Mm-hmm. And we've we've already this next question I have for you. We've we've already answered it in parts, but there's probably still something to be said here. What would you say that other cities and towns around South Carolina? can learn from the city of Hartsville specifically in the context of this professional development program at Neptune Island? I would say to 
venture out and capitalize on the opportunity when you see it. When we built the water park, it really was to for tourism, right, to have more people come to town, for a quality of life aspect for our residents. And one thing that we learned, you uh, meeting with youth in the areas that, well, they didn't have anything to do. You know, we heard it over and over, so they did build this water park. And one thing we learned throughout that is that we have a lot of areas in the city to focus on different age groups. But one that is hardest to reach is our youth. And if a town can think of an opportunity, maybe not a water park because it is quite an undertaking, if they can think of one area, uh, I always tell them I'm kidding around that I really want a youth center like a team night, which is something that my town would do. But if they can find something to reach the local groups or work with, we have Cypress Adventures here. If they have some nonprofit that's close by that they could invite in to council chambers to have those discussions and start those the talk, start the conversation with youth, it, they might be surprised where it could go. I'm so happy. I always say I'm very, very proud of it. It's, it's a passion project now for me is developing youth and seeing the impact right in front of us of what we can do. They are our future, and uh, it has been the most rewarding part of opening the water park for me personally. For our listeners, if you want to learn more about this project in Hartsville, I would invite you to check out the Achievement Awards descriptions and videos that are found on the Municipal Association's website, www.masc.se. Uh, you can search for Achievement Awards. So uh, before before we sign off, any, any final thoughts about Neptune Island and this program? No, I'm thankful for it. I hope um, if anyone's listening to this, they'll make the trip to Hartsville and come check it out next season. We have a website, NeptuneIslandWaterPark.com. We would love to have y'all come and visit Hartsville and stay for the weekend. And if you don't think they're serious, you can see their billboards all around South Carolina. <laughs> That's exactly right. We want y'all to come. <laughs> all right. Well, Karen, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about Neptune Island and this program today. All right. Thank you so much for having us. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.